Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's Sunday morning, 9.30. I'm sitting in my truck in my usual location. I've got a little river by my right side and a softball field to the left. Beautiful morning, you guys. Absolutely beautiful. The sun is out. The sky is obviously blue. Trees got a really good breeze going today. Yesterday was rainy and raining and humid. Today is hopefully going to be a really pretty day. So, um, I didn't get many listens on my last podcast. I only got like 50 plays, which is like, eh, I guess okay. Doesn't matter, right? I don't do it for the listens. I do it for the fun. <laughs> Anyways, I hope everyone's doing well. You had a great work week vacation. If you're retired or out of school and you're in summer, yay. So, I haven't had my caffeine, so <laughs> we'll see how well I do this. Just kidding. Uh, what's going on with me? Nothing. Nothing new. Uh, I do have a story, though. Uh, last weekend, I went to uh, well, the Goodwill, and I was looking for a certain shirt, right? Excuse me. And I go to Goodwill, and I'm looking at their shirts and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I heard Ouija. You know, like, really loud, like, Ouija. I'm like, oh! So I stopped what I was doing, grabbed the shirt that I wanted, went to the back of the store by where all the games are. I stood there, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, I know you're here. I can feel it. It's like it, It's like you get a tug in your stomach. It's really bizarre. I can't explain it more than that. But anyways, so I'm like, I know you're here. And there's this couple with these kids in blocking like this one corner of the games. There's like three shelves of games and stuff and puzzles and, you know, all that kind of thing, board games. And I'm like, okay, fine. They're not moving. So I'm like, okay, I'll come back. So I went, I wandered around. I looked at all the little knickknacks and and went to see if they had any dolls. They didn't really have a good selection of dolls. Normally they do. So uh, I waited and the family finally left. And I went back and I'm looking around. I'm like, I know you're here, but you've been moved. Is my, my feeling is like, I, I, I know you're here, but you've been moved. So I'm looking around and I look up and sure shit. Top shelf, there's the Ouija. It had two games sitting on top of it, and it had a rubber band around it. I'm like, oh my god! I just, I think I laughed out loud almost because I'm like, holy shit, my senses was right, spot on. So I, you know, pulled it out. I was just smiling the whole time, and it was the same Ouija board style wise. It's where it glows in the dark, but this planchette's a little bit different. Um, there's no wax marks on it like the other Ouija board that I found. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It's in really good condition. The box, however, is <laughs> poor box. It looks like you've been probably sitting on a shelf in a garage for years. Because uh, I think this particular Ouija board was made in the 1980s. So anyways, it's at home. No, I didn't sage it. No, I didn't do nothing to it. No, I don't want to. I don't plan on using it. It's more of a collection, to be honest with you guys. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool that my senses were spot on. And then as I'm walking through Goodwill, there's a song about the devil. I don't know. I wasn't really something, something devil. I wasn't like, huh, it's odd. I get into my truck and then another song comes on. The Georgia went down, the devil went down to Georgia. That was playing. <laughs> so nothing weird has happened or anything. I just thought th- th- my senses were just like fucking spot on. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding? And then, and then I'm sitting there going, oh, are you kidding me? It's like, Patty, hello. It's your senses. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then yesterday, I was 
came home from doing some errands. Excuse me, guys. If I made you yawn. Um, I said I haven't had my caffeine yet. So went for a beautiful walk this morning. But I'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> Anyways, so yesterday I went for a drive. And after I was doing errands and stuff. And then all of a sudden I felt this that tug in my stomach again. I'm like, okay. It said the cemetery. Go to the cemetery. I'm like, okay. And I was really close to the cemetery, which is where I'm sitting now. The cemetery is like maybe three minutes away from here. Uh, which one of these days I will try and figure out how to do a podcast from the cemetery with the ghost box. Like I did that one time, but it kept shutting off. So I've yet to figure that out. So anyways, <laughs> um, so I go to the cemetery. I can feel that, that tug in my stomach and I open up the app that I use. I think it's just called, honestly, I think it's just called ghost app. Anyways, you guys, I shared this stuff on my Facebook page. If you're curious, Wisconsin investigators of the supernatural, this is shared on my Facebook page. Uh, of the experience that I had. So I go to the cemetery. I'm like, I plug in my, the app or I plug in my phone to turn on the app so it doesn't drain my battery. And I'm like, I feel you. I said, you're, I said, who's here? I'm like, you're calling to me. You want me here? I'm driving to the cemetery and I go up this little hill, you know, and I, I park for a second. And the database that's on this particular app, I didn't know it was full. So I'm thinking all this time it's recording the words that are popping up. So I can like, okay, this is what I heard. And then, uh, you know, no, the database is freaking full from 2021. <laughs> so I couldn't even record what it said. Anyways, I'm sitting there and I'll say grandma came through. I'm like, grandma, I'm looking around at the headstones. I see mother, father, you know, I'm looking around. You see names where they don't specify what they are, if they're grandma or mother sometimes. And then I hear this like little, like this tapping noise. It's like, I'm hearing this noise. I'm like, what the hell? I look around, I look my back window. There's a little chipping sparrow sitting, uh, you know, it's sitting on the, I don't know what you call it, the uh, weather stripping of the truck, pecking on the back window. Pick, 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 pick. So one, it's either the reflection or two, she's after a bug. Or three years grandma. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm like, hey. So I took a picture of that. And that is on my Facebook page. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. I took a screenshot of the app. Because it doesn't have like a, a, a uh, an unusual name. It's very plain. It's just like ghost app. <laughs> but it works really well, you guys. Every time I use that thing, it is so spot on. And I'm always wondering. And I know I've said this before. If these apps can access my external uh, microphone. So if it hears words, does it feed that word back? Because one time, I think I told you guys this story. I was at a, I was out for drinks with my husband. And we're sitting there having a drink. And it was freaking packed because this bar on Sundays, there's kids playing basketball. So you hear screaming maybe. Um, anyways. So anyways, um, so we're sitting there. And the bar, bar is pretty packed because on Sundays, they have it where you can, if you pick a card, you can win like, depending on how much money is in the pot. And it was like really has like 11 grand, right? So this little bar is packed. We're up in the in the front where we normally sit. And there's just people everywhere. And I've got the app on just out of curiosity to see if we pick up any vibes or anything like that, right? So this guy behind me, actually, I think I have to remember how this worked. I think the, the, the app said bride. And then the guy behind me says, hey, and he's yelling at the bartenders because you know the bartenders. He goes, I think I know I told you guys this story. He yells at the bartenders, hey, um, the bridesmaid wanted to tell you, you know, so-and-so, they're on their honeymoon now. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
the app literally just said showed bride and this guy behind me talks about a bridesmaid no he couldn't see my phone don't worry about that wow right and then uh my friends or my husband's friends was talking to him about a guy's name and the guy's name popped up on the app after the guy said the name so i wonder if some of these apps have access to your microphone right i'm still trying to test that theory I haven't tested it. So maybe tonight if we go out, I'll, I'll run the app and see. But then, you know what I mean? Is there like an algorithm where it just picks? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so that was my story about the Ouija board. And that was my story about the cemetery. And the weirdest thing, it's not weird. Senses, again, are kicking up for some reason. They're heightened. I don't know why. But when grandma came through, when I saw the word grandma, the sense in my stomach went away that that pulling that that it I can't explain it it's like it's literally in your stomach and you can feel it like almost like it's a pull like something's pulling you it's so hard to explain you guys any mediums or psychics that do listen to this podcast which would be awesome I hope you understand what I am saying I have two different I've got the sense that pulls through my stomach that tells me some I, I don't know guys I can't I don't know and then I've got the one that between my shoulder blades that's usually telling me if there's a spirit in the room uh, and it'll, it'll linger on my left or my right shoulder. And that's where I get that masculine feeling. It's usually always masculine. Uh, I think I've only had a female sensation once. Um, so, yeah. That happened in the last seven days. So, And then I found this really cool... Well, it's not... It, I visited it before and the stories were kind of like... Mm. So I've been doing a lot of research. Not a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was reading these stories the last week before bed. Some of these stories are really good. It's people's ghost stories. And some of them you can kind of tell. You're like, mm, I don't know if it's legit. But you guys know I'm fascinated with Ouija board stories. I'm fascinated with mirror uh, stories. And I'm fascinated with shadow people. Fascin- I'm just fascinated with these stories. I can't get enough of them. I don't know why. I I don't know. So if you hear people talking, across the river, there's these homes. And here, they're walking around their tops off. Thank God those are guys, not women. What the hell? Anyways, so they, their house, these houses are actually pretty nice. They've got these long stairwells that go down to the water, you know, right there, the, the river. So we may hear people talking. All right, so on with this story. It is a shadow people story. Bring it up. So this one is, we'll just say his name is Robert. Okay. And I like this app because a lot of these stories, you could, there's categories and stuff like that. And it's called yourghoststories.com. And, and they tell you the date. This was in March of this year. Where? United States. Where? And the country is United States. Where's West Virginia? Uh, category is shadow people it's a long story which is good because i know it'll take up more time if i find something else i'll read it through but the nice thing is that there is such an abundance of stories on this this link i will never run out of stories for you guys ever so i hope you're cool with that because that's what this podcast is about right my paranormal experiences uh what i find uh people's paranormal experiences right that's what this this podcast is about so I paused because I let the cars go by. <laughs> I can't figure that out by now. 
All right, here we go. And I even brought my reading glasses. So, yeah, let's do this. Moundsville, West Virginia. Back in the first week of December of 2021, I stopped at my ex-wife's lefty's house. I don't know why he says lefty. I stopped at my ex-wife's lefty's house. I don't know what that meant. Uh, before heading home to Pennsylvania. She answered the door and then turned and went three or four steps up and sat down on the stairs uh, leading upstairs. Now, I don't, I kind of reread these, but I kind of don't. So, we'll see how it goes. Entering the house, this, they describe, a lot of these people that write these stories describe your, their surroundings so it's easier to get a visual. And that's what this guy's doing. Entering the house, the stairs are on the right and a little dining-like room to the immediate left with a small kind of hallway leading to the kitchen in the back with a TV room in between. In the TV room in the said hallway is a door that leads to the basement. This hallway runs through the middle of the house. My back was to the front door, talking to her for about mm, five minutes or so, when a shadow came from the TV kitchen area, swung a left and shot up the stairs, avoiding hitting her on the steps. Now, her and I have a 36-year friendship. We were divorced, yes, but two daughters and six grandchildren together. We've had a, a handful of uh, experiences in different homes that we've lived in. But this one is way, way different. I stepped back after the shadow darted upstairs and asked her, did you not just see that? She says, what, the shadow? I said, yeah, the shadow. Then she says, good, I'm not losing my mind. Someone else has seen it too. As I'm asking her, how long has this activity been going on? Off to my left in the front room, in the corner, diagonal from the front inside corner nearest, the, nearest me, get all that. A shadow had started to form in the corner. I stepped forward towards the kitchen in the hallways, spun around with my back now towards the kitchen and the little room now on my right. Using the front window reflection, I tried to see the, this mass that was growing growing in the corner. Not realizing at the time that, that, not realizing at the time, the reason I couldn't see anything was that the thing in the corner was just taking up light out of the room. It leaned forward and looked to the right and could not see what Wait a minute. I leaned forward, looked to the right, and could not see the white walls in the corner behind the mass. It was extremely dark and made me very uncomfortable. Not many things scare me um, or intimidates me or makes me uncomfortable in this life. This thing did all three really fast. I asked her, does she feel, uh, I said, I asked her, does she feel the cold coming from, does she feel the cold coming from the room? And she just kind of said, yeah. It's always cold. And I walk upstairs and, sorry, it's always cold and walks upstairs for, and she walks upstairs for a minute, leaving me in the foyer. I step forward towards the front door, turn and put my back against the door, looking to the room. Still dark, but getting lighter by the second. I asked, what the F, what the fuck are you and why are you here into this room? And got a bone chilling cold draft that hit me in the face. Then... Then I listened to the stairs as if somebody was walking up them. She comes down a minute or two later and heads into the kitchen. We're having some coffee and you can hear her. You can hear her. Sorry. We're having some coffee and you can hear something moving upstairs. I asked again, how long has this been going on at this level? And this intensity. She says, oh, a couple years now. 
I've begun working in Arizona, Florida, Louisiana, East Texas, and now I'm back up around to be with our daughters. They, um, they're with me, they being West Virginia, me in Pennsylvania. That's what that says. <laughs> I was shocked. I said, a couple of years. She goes, yeah, but it's, it has picked up over the last six months or so, and I don't know why. I have been back to the house probably 15 times since then and have not felt anything like it like that that day. Side note, she is getting divorced and has been moving back into her house in Glendale, a little town next to Moundsville. Whatever that thing was or is has attached itself to attached itself or part of itself to me, or at least that's what I think has happened. And normal things have been going on with me and around me. Coworkers watching can't explain what's going on. They watch me struggle with something and not understanding why it gave me such a fight. Things move right after I set it down. And um, so, yeah, that's one of the most recent encounters. At least this, with the solid black mass, it was kind of creepy how easy going my wife was about it. Glad someone else had seen it, but I'm not really interested as to why it happened. Um, and then it says, okay, if you've got this far, I thank you very much and have a great week. I'll share more stories that are older but good, too, with multiple witnesses in the house with us. That was creepy, right? I mean, what would you do if you're in your house and you see a fucking shadow in the corner of your kitchen or your... What would you do? You'd be like, nah, I'm just... You just brush it off. I ain't, I'm just seeing shit. Because that's what I would do. I'd be like, uh, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. But then you'll never stop looking that corner the same way ever, ever again. <laughs> right? So that was a good one. Let's see what else we got here. There's college ones. These stories, they, they're just like never ending. And I do scroll through them briefly just to make sure they're not too, too bad, you know? Uh, too corny or anything like that. And then if you keep scrolling, they go further, then they open up more things and more things. It's just like, it's like going down the rabbit hole. You know, like when you go on YouTube and you look at one video or something, and next thing you know, two hours later, yeah, it's that kind of a thing. All right, what's this one? Okay, here's one. It's called The Little Girl's Doll. It's 2022, May of this year in Ohio. It's category haunted items. I was seven years old and just about to go into first grade. I had just moved and knew no one when I was younger. I was obsessed with dolls. And for my sixth birthday, my grandma had gifted me a doll she had found at Goodwill. Look at there. Seriously? That's funny. <laughs> this doll was old and they no longer make dolls like her anymore. And I was thrilled. I would be the only one who, with this doll, and I already loved her. I named her Jamie, and I took her everywhere. I started noticing weird things about three months after I received Jamie. Uh, when I would play, when I would be playing with her, I would hear voices of people that weren't there. As a child, I mostly ignored the voices and would continue playing. Now, these occurrences stopped for a couple of months and came back in full force about seven, about a month after my seventh birthday. I met a girl named Leah, she changed her name for privacy reasons, and invited her over to play. We had an extra room at the time because my mom was pregnant with my would-be soon little brother. The room was set up as a nursery and was a perfect playhouse. Both Leah and I agreed that Jamie would be the oldest child, and a few of my younger dolls would be Jamie's siblings. 
Leah thought it would be fun to put Jamie in a timeout in, for hitting her sister. I agreed, and we set Jamie in the crib facing the wall. I uh, grabbed both the other dolls and left the room and closed the door behind us. We waited for a few minutes and re-entered re the room. Jamie was now sitting in the exact same place but facing the door. Both Leah and I fled, <laughs> leaving Jamie where she was, refusing to re-enter the room. At that year... At that year's garage sale, we sold oh, we sold the doll to an antique, antique owner who promised to take good care of her. It still haunts me to this day, and I will never truly understand how it happened. The only other people in the house that day were my dad, my younger brother, who were in the basement when it happened. We were standing outside the door, so no one could have entered the room. Well, whoever has a doll, hopefully they're taking good care of it, right? That was good. What is a voodoo doll? I don't know. Let's see. What is a voodoo doll? <laughs> Dog starts barking. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't want to go there. No. And I try to keep it, it sounds mean, but I try to keep it uh, local if I can. Disappearing doll, doll's house. <laughs> the Victorian doll. Let's see what this one is. Georgia. There it is. Georgia. 2015. It's okay. I don't like going back that far usually, but it's okay. When I was a young girl, my great uncle had come into town to spend a week of the 4th of July with us. He loved to go to the vendor markets when he came to visit. Seeing that he lived in the city and we lived in the countryside, we had plenty around. So his second day visiting, my mom took us all to one of the nicer ones in Murphy, North Carolina, which was my favorite one. I love seeing all the old wagon wheels going by the candle shop. Good Lord. I loved seeing all the old cannon wheels and cannon wagon wheels and going by the candle shops, watching the older women carefully dip the candles in the colorful wax throughout. My favorite shop was the wood carver. He would make beautiful statues of cherry wood and big tree stumps. One of my favorite ones was of carving an owl. I always loved the smell of the shop. Okay. After my uncle had gone through and found two antiques, antique saws to hang in his workshop and a nice handmade dream catcher for my aunt, it was time for lunch. We had stopped at a small cafe in the market to grab a burger. Oh, that sounds good. You guys, I'm hungry. And my mom noticed a new shop that had been added right across from it. So we decided to take a look after one was, dinner, was finished with the lunch. As we walked into the opening, most of the shops didn't have doors. Well, that's weird. I suppose it's the flea market, so right? Okay. As we walked into the opening, there was a huge, wall, a huge wall of wind chimes and a few stones and crystals for sale, which I thought was funny because who would want to buy a rock? You go down to the creek side and get all the rocks you want for free. Incense, books. Uh, but one thing caught my attention more than anything else was a small table of different dolls. Cue the music. There were all kinds of them. Small. Some looked like fairies some look like old-fashioned ladies as i call them but one stood out among the rest she had brown curly hair with brown eyes pale white skin wine colored lips and a beautiful dark red dress with gold flower pattern on the front though i found it weird that she still was in her box i ran up to my mom and all the and all but drug her back to the doll and asked her why why nobody would want to take such a pretty doll out of the box and that she's she sat in there to which she said it's a porcelain doll and they can break so the box kept her safe and she wasn't meant to be played with 
So I asked her why she looked so sad in there. And she told me the dolls don't have emotions like we do. She's made of glass, paint, fabric, and stop asking so many questions. I knew she told me not to ask more questions, but right, one more was boiling inside of me and I had to ask her. So I put, it on my, I put on my sweetest smile, took her hand, and asked if she would get me the doll. She smiled and said, no, that, wasn't, that I wasn't old enough to take care of her like I should. Maybe when I was a little bit older. But mama, when I'm older, the doll won't be here. So some mean person will buy her and just leave her alone all the time, making her feel even more sad. My mom had heard enough. I told you dolls don't have any any feelings. And we're not buying one. So no, now go, go, go get to the car. Go to the car. <sighs> I left with my mom's hand, ran back to the car and cried in the back seat. The doll was so sad and all I wanted to do was make it better. She needed me. I saw my mom, brother, and uncle walking towards the car. So I dried my face and buckled up. As we pulled away, I waved to the building and I told the doll I was sorry. As if she could hear me, right? Of course, my mom thought I was talking to her and said it was fine. I just needed to accept the fact that I couldn't get everything I wanted and I need to learn to control my emotions. Well, a few months rolled by and it was my birthday. We had a small family dinner and we were just about to cut the cake when somebody knocked out on our door. It was a mail carrier with a big box. My mom signed the paper and thanked him with a confused look on her face until she saw the return address. Ooh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> it's a package from your uncle. I jumped up from my plate of chocolate cake and asked her to open it. When she did, there was another box wrapped in a party paper with balloons. Oh, the balloons are on the paper. Haha, <laughs> I get it. It looks like you got another present. Let's eat our cake and you can open it at, um, after we are done eating our cake. I scarfed down my cake really fast, finished my milk, and after helping with the dishes, allowed, I was allowed to open my gifts. I saved my uncle's gift for last because I knew he always got me something really nice. After opening my first two, two and finding American Girl book and a locket with Eeyore on the face of it, I was down to the final gift. There's a birthday card with $5 and a note written inside said, Now that you're a year older, I think you can have her to love. She deserves... Wait, let me start over. I think you can give her the love that she deserves. Happy birthday. We love you. I quickly tore the tore back the paper to find the doll from the vendor's market. I was so excited. I carefully picked up the doll, taking in every detail, tears of joy streaming down my face. She was so beautiful. I put my doll up on the shelf in my room so I could see her wherever I wanted and whenever I wanted. And my mom let me call my uncle to thank him. I talked to the doll every night before I went to sleep. And sometimes when I knew mom wasn't around... I would take her down and have tea parties with her and decided to name her Samantha. Surprisingly, Samantha started a new tradition between my uncle and, and I for every birthday or Christmas, he got me a new porcelain doll, even up into my teens. When I was 13, I moved in with my dad and of course my dolls went with me. My new room didn't have quite as much space as the ones at my mom's, but there's a huge shelf mounted to the wall. I had finished unpacking all my Unpacking all everyone, eh, I had finished un all unpacking except my dolls and a few pictures that need to be hung up on the wall. I had school the next day, so she, I figured I'd do it after school. Later that night, I heard what sounded like something moving in the box my dolls, that my dolls were in. Knowing my dad lived, lived next to a field, I thought it was a mouse. 
excuse me. So I grabbed the flashlight, hammer in the hand, slowly creeping over to the box. The closer I got, the more movement, the more the movement stopped. I pulled back the flaps, shined the light in there. Didn't see anything but my dolls. So I went back to bed and didn't hear anything for the rest of the night. And when I got up to catch the bus the next morning, I noticed Samantha was laying on the floor next to the box. I thought it was odd, but I had to go, so I didn't think much of it, right? Later that afternoon, I decided to put my dolls on the shelf across from my bed so I can make room, so I can make the room look nicer. It was also exact same from when I was little and my brother and I went to visit down pink faded walls. I don't know what that meant. Whatever. I think she's just got to the rooms. I decided I was carefully putting my dolls on high shelf uh, that since most of my dolls were out of their boxes, I may as well take Sam out of hers. And by doing so, it would look nicer. So I carefully cut her from... Oh, she's never taken her out of the box yet. So I carefully cut her from the strings and mounted her on the stand, straightened her dress and put her in the back since she was the top, one of the taller ones, placing the rest around her. As I was carrying out the boxes to the burn pile, I noticed something strange about Samantha's box and the boxes she was in. The name Alyssa was written on the bottom of the box in, the bl in black Sharpie. I thought that maybe that was the name of the former owner and shrugged it off. I questioned, I, you know, why would you question it, right? So, um, I questioned why I just now was seeing it, considering I was the one who dusted the box off and cleaned it. Okay. I tossed the box in and started the fire. Made a quick check, light up smoke, blah, 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 burn trash. I knew my dad would skin me, so I didn't, so I was very careful. Uh, I was watching the fires burn. I heard a massive pop. And the fire got huge and turned bright blue. I ran to the shed, grabbed the water bucket. Dad insisted I keep handy. Doused it in thinking maybe I missed something at the bottom of the barrel. But nothing was in there. Just ash and a bit of soggy box that didn't burn all the way. Realizing it was 4 p.m., I knew my dad would be home soon. So I ran inside, started to start dinner, racking my brain, trying to figure out what would cause the fire to get so big so fast and turn blue. Later that night, after my chores and shower, I decided to get to be gus, gutsy sneak and sneaky out. What? Later that night, after all my chores and I just after all my chores and shower, I decided to be gutsy, sneak out and have one more smoke. I don't know. She didn't mention she smoked before until now. Anyways, as I was going out my door and I swear that I heard a female voice whisper my name. Considering I was the only female in the house, it was a bit creepy, so I grabbed my coat and dashed out. Ah, uh, let's see. I lit my smoke. I tried to clear my head. You're just tired, and besides, you know, had I take care of anything, uh, whatever's in the house, I ducked, ducked out my cigarette and went back, go back inside. Sorry, guys, I'm skipping along. It's longer than I thought. Just started to doze off. I st started to hear a female's voice whispering my name again. I tried to ignore it, but I, it kept getting louder until I could hear it in my head. I sat up, shielded my mind and body, and asked what it wanted of me. The voice changed from soft female to dark and low. Nothing you have freed. Nothing you have freed me, and now I can have anyone I desire. <coughs> Excuse me. I commanded the spirit to leave it. I commanded the spirit to leave it. Was not welcome. Okay. So she's basically saying, leave, you're not welcome at home. It laughed and said, a weakling tried to command me. 
and then I felt a sting on the side of my face, reached up to find that it was I was bleeding. Filled with anger, I demanded that it show itself. As soon as I said that, Samantha came flying off the shelf, hit the floor of my bed. Surprisingly enough, that the doll did not shatter. I grabbed the doll and used a pur- purification method that I was taught through. That I was taught, though the doll shook, I did not hear another word for the rest of the night. I woke up determined to stop things before they can get worse. The next morning, I asked my dad if he would take me to the thrift store so I can take my dolls. That I felt they were taking up too much room. You know, he wanted to, she basically wanted to give, give them to the thrift store. Oh, I couldn't tell him what I really what really happened. He was very religious, so I told him that I was just getting too old to collect them anymore. And that my cat meowies scratched me. She named her cat meowies. <laughs> After I got rid of them, all I swore to myself that I would never, ever again own a porcelain doll again. As to how that spirit of God attaches a doll, I have no clue. But I know I, that I never want to run into that again. So that was longer than I expected. Sorry about that, guys. Um, woo, look at that. 32 minutes. Crap. Um, sorry. That one was way longer than I thought. It's kind of weird the way she jumped around. She didn't mention anything about being a smoker. And then she's smoking. And then she kn- then she mentioned about doing a uh, like a cleansing. But she never mentioned she knew how to do that. So that was kind of weird. Very strange. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for struggling through that one. Again, I don't read all these through, and I did not know that one was that long. So thank you for your patience. I did my best not to stumble through it. But you know me, right? This is a raw podcast. Anyways, so it's 32 minutes in, 33 now. Thank you so much for taking 33 minutes and 33 seconds out of your day to listen to my podcast. It means a hell of a lot to me. If you want to visit me at Wisconsin Vescares of the Supernatural, you can email me at P-A-T-T-Y. P-A-T-T-Y, I was going to spell that out. Yeah, p a t t y i n w i at gmail dot com. It's Patty in Wisconsin. Patty in w i at gmail dot com. I need caffeine help. Uh, so thank you guys for taking thirty three, thirty four minutes out of your day. Enjoy your summer. Be safe. Have fun. Go for a swim. You know, if you're traveling or whatever, have a blast. I will try and do another podcast next Sunday. So again, you guys have stories. Share it with me, and you know who you are on Twitter. You just shared something else with me. Another story. But you guys, uh, you guys take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Share it, give me a like. I don't care. <laughs> I am doing this for fun, you guys. I love to see that people listen to me. It, it makes me feel great, and it makes me want to keep doing this. So, anyways, you guys, everyone take care. Have a great Sunday, and this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.